dangerously close. Cool. <laughs> My guest today is Spider Dabrowski. Did I pronounce your last name correct? I should have asked. Just nailed. You got it. All right. You know, Spider Dabrowski is a writer and director currently in post on his feature down below with a cast that includes Eric Roberts, Barling, and Doug Jones. As a screenwriter, he is responsible for Tubi's breakout horror Western film, Teardrop. Directed by cult filmmaker Stephen R. Monroe, who did I Spit in Your Grave. I've never seen that, but I've seen it. Like, I remember when I, when I was a kid, I used to like see that at the at Blockbuster. It's super, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super it's gnarly. Gnarly. It's so yeah, gnarly. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's it's like a shock, like a shock film. And I was like, I always saw that. I was like, oh man, that like, that looks, gnarly. but my mom would never let me ever let me check that out. Next level gnarly. I'll tell you a little story about it. When I, when I worked with him, like it was. He, oh yeah. His his film was so hardcore that I watched because I hadn't seen it when he signed on, and then I watched it, and I was like, "My gosh!" Like I honestly almost couldn't make it through the film. But he's also such a great filmmaker. Like what makes it so hard to watch is that he's so good at storytelling. So it's just so like real yeah, and yeah. well done. So I was like, "Oh man!" Like I and and the movie we did together was like more like Shining and Supernatural. So I was like, "Oh cool!" cool. His instincts on a much more like genre like i spent your grave is very realistic and so but yeah i mean i i told him i was like man your your movie was like <laughs> brutal <laughs> i i still have never seen it i just i just know it as being one one of those like the most shocking films like in the 1990s and like in in blockbuster like you had to be 18 yeah. you know to rent it or whatever but you know anyway back to you hold on <laughs> uh yo Spider has been an executive, executive like I'm I'm fumbling my words. Oh, hey, just for the listeners to know, you have no idea how much chaos happened. This is a Christmas miracle. Uh, this won't come out till 2024, but this is being recorded right on Christmas Eve. Uh, NBC Peacock's original movie, The Housewives of the North Pole. Dude, I'm kind of curious about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Starring Breaking Bad's Pepsi Brandt. Dope. All right, Spider sold his first movie at age 23, yep. making him one of the youngest writers to ever have a produced motion picture. He was a guest on Jay Leno's Tonight Show as a teenager That's alongside true. Jack Black for launching the worldwide website and phenomenon Car Paparazzi. And now I am done reading your bio. Thank <laughs> God, because I was stumbling over my words. Hey, well, it's <laughs> What's up, Spider, man? Bio. It's all over the place, that bio. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, you're like, uh, you, yeah, you, you wrote a film directed by like some guy who was known for like, I would say one of the most it, con it's controversial too. Like, it's that's, a controversial film, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure a contra in that controversial space. Yeah, and all, yeah, uh, trigger alert, like, don't look up this film, you know, necessarily if like, you know, it's like sexual assault is like a, but oh, yeah, I would say like the main focus of that film, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. The the premise is a just a really, really horrendous um yeah. But it's a it, revenge it's it's a revenge film. It's a revenge film and it has a huge cult fan base. Um, but it's a like NC I think it's NC seventeen actually. And it oh, is hard. it is brutal. It, and um yeah, definitely definitely, so, yeah. definitely trigger warning. Trigger warning for me. <laughs> I, I, I usually can stomach pretty much anything and I was like 
it's, yeah. It's, there's there's been a few times in my life where I've seen a film uh, I was unprepared for, like yeah. with something like that maybe in it where I was like, oh man, like this is this is way more intense than I had uh, you yes. know, anticipated, <laughs> or like. <laughs> Um, and you know, I'm not here to judge. I've never seen I've never seen the film, but I could go ahead and tell you guys it's not a John Wick. You know, the no. John Wick, the John Wick franchise, although I mean, like also trigger warning there, you know, John Wick goes on a re revenge fran uh rampage because someone kills his puppy. And as someone who loves dogs and has a dog, you know, that that gets to me a little bit, but this ain't nothing like Yeah, it's not like John Wick. <laughs> no. All right, man. So like we had said earlier, when I was uh, talking to you earlier, I had no idea that we followed each other on Instagram. That's one of the things. So I actually just checked out your Instagram and all right. I've actually, I think we have a lot in common, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. So you surf, you write screenplays, you direct. You went on Jay Leno when you were a kid to talk about car paparazzi, which was a car. cool thing Cool thing you were doing. You were uh, just taking the cars actually like uh i just was i loved cars like sports cars ferraris yeah and i was me and my brother and, and some of my friends we used to just film them driving by and we basically basically had filmed this car that ended up being involved in this giant like car crash that was this famous thing all over los angeles and we our footage got used in the news and then um basically we had this website that was just like sports cars photographed by kids and you know, all around the world. And then it became this like worldwide phenomenon. And like David Letterman was calling the house, Jay Leno, try to get us on. <laughs> it was Jay Leno. And then, and, and admittedly with Jay Leno, the funniest thing was like, he asked us, he's like, um, who do you want to be for your, uh, you know, I was, I think I was 13. He's like, do you want, um, Jack Black or Jessica Alba? So I had the choice between sitting with Jessica Alba and Jack Black. And like an idiot, I chose Jack Black. But, no, that's not a, that's not an idiotic. That's a <laughs> Jack 13, Black is a is a American treasure. Yeah, and it was like at thirteen years old, tenacious D, Jack Black, School of Rock, and and he was a big yeah. target. And we were like, what you know, and and it was like, uh, but then I was like, man, I could have I could have met Jessica Alba too, which wouldn't, <laughs> but yeah, dude. Jack I, Black uh, was awesome. He was such he was so cool. He was just he had just had a kid too at the time. I think. Um, like his kid was just born, so he was like all tired. It was wild, man. Yeah, this was like in the in the two thousands, right? Yeah, it was in two thousand six. Yeah, um, I, so I read. I actually went ahead and read an article about uh, you and that thing, and yeah. it's, it's a very wholesome story. It's like your mom like brought you and your brother, or like yeah. do, you have, do you have more than one brother? Just one, just one brother. Yeah, we, so you, we, your brother and you guys had some. Uh, and back then, like yo, like kids didn't have like iphones that often so you were like oh. using real cameras oh we had we all had we had vhs cameras and um yeah no phones and like my my parents would just drop us off from beverly hills and come pick us up like three hours later we would just wander around with our our vhs cameras and um it was kind of the run and gun days too so like unlike the phones and things now like when your vhs camera ran out of memory like you had to go and rewind back through the tape and so if you were in a pinch and there was like a really sick car, you would need to get something. I would be like looking through the footage, like, all right, is this worth taping over? Screw it. I'm taping over this. And once you taped over something, it was permanent, you know? So yeah. we would tape over people's wedding videos and family friend events and stuff just to, and all of a sudden 
someone would be watching their family friend thing and they're just it would cut to like cars and stuff you know so oh yeah so different no, i i understand this uh just in a way that just in the most deepest way from uh from skateboarding like when i was a kid like skateboarding and shit dude when i was a kid now you know skateboarding you know i guess now it's not entirely my life you know now i got like you know adult responsibilities and shit but you yeah know, when i was a kid we didn't just have an iphone where you could just you know film a thousand clips in a row you had to take a, a you know a camcorder that's what they used to call it called a camcorder and we would do the thing where you uh uh, when you finally landed the trick, you'd wave your hand in front of the lens so that uh, you'd be able to find it while you were fast forwarding. <laughs> Dude, I'm not yeah, even done. I'm not even done reading your bio yet. <laughs> that was the pain, though. I, I remember that pain, and and it was like when you wanted to upload, you actually had to play the entire video. So yeah. when I had it plugged into my computer and I was trying to get it onto like I think it was Final Cut, it was like I literally for an hour had to let it just like play and it was like capturing the screen through playing and it literally needed to play um yeah and you would like just look through footage it was like you literally had to fast forward to find things like through an hour like a full hour tape like totally different level of patience it required too but that's funny like yeah. those little yeah stuff, like, yeah <laughs> sometimes i would talk into the camera and be like um this is the one you know things like that like oh dude we would do like the, the craziest shit like kids these days would never even think about like so like I'd be like, okay, we just uh, we got a ton of great footage. We want we want to keep this forever. So I would like figure we have to, we'd get like uh, two VCRs or like you know <laughs> like to like to like copy. I mean, like the way technology was then, like the amount of like shit you had to have. It wasn't like yeah. you were just like oh here's my phone, upload to Instagram, I'm done. It was like back then I was like, hey man, on uh, on your camcorder you got a good shot. You got uh, you know. Like I, like I, I kick flip an eight stair and I want that. I want that to be on my tape. And so we have to get two VCRs and get like <laughs> cables and like, you know, like it, this is nuts, man. Like, and I actually have, I, you know, somewhere, somewhere in the depths of all my garbage at my house. Like there's like VHS tapes of, I, I hopefully someday I can pull it up someday. Uh, show like, Hey, show my, show my son that, that I used to be able to kick flip. <laughs> now, now get them off the tape is a pain in the ass like there's not a lot of places that you can get your footage off these tapes anymore too like oh, it's crazy yeah. like it's a it's expensive now like if you have stuff on a vcr you got to take it in it's an expensive conversion too it's yeah like I, all this came so dated but it's funny really like you know we're, we're not talking about that long ago and now all of a sudden the idea of that kind of stuff is like so far like the the tech jump is crazy with um like memory cards and things like that you know it's like I, I didn't grow up anywhere near understanding film but i imagine that's what the people who were like on hard film who were like going from that from like the jump from like the the cassettes and tapes to like me digital memory cards is a crazy jump i remember my second camera was called mini dv and my yeah. first camera was i don't even i don't even remember what it was called but it had, had a wider tape and that was like a time period. Like, yeah, I was filming a lot of skateboarding, but at the, yeah. time, at the time I love movies. I love uh, comedy. And so I made all these like short films with my friends, like, you know, as a teenager, mm -hmm. all the, like, and I, I think a lot of them like maybe could, could stand up to this day, you know, but yeah, yeah dude, I have a, I, 
at, at one point I was wise enough to like compile them all onto one VHS tape back when that was the technology. And yeah, you're right. Like now I have no idea like how I'm ever going to get that to like be digital or what I would do with it. They're but... special. You go to like some specialty place now, like a yeah. specialty place. And because they're specialty, it costs, it costs like quite a bit of money for like, and then you're like, shit, am I going to drop like 150, 200 bucks to see these, some clips on, 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 on and I hope they're on this VHS thing too, you know? <laughs> and you, I have hope to, I can... you have to hope the, hope the tape held up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you don't know man it no it's it is funny like um but yeah that that i mean it's it's crazy like i i kind of i i love the whole uh, skate video culture i mean i was what i was doing with the cars was kind of like in a weird way inspired because i used to watch all the skate videos on youtube like and, and on like all those weird video like e-bombs world and stuff when they started they were like skate tapes and i was like i'm gonna do that with cars so it's going to be like the sickest cars and the coolest videos where I try to get people to burn out and do donuts and then compile it and put a sick song over it. And that's how the videos actually, one of the videos went viral on one of these websites and, you know, got like several million views and then the news channels started reaching out, but it yeah. was I'm very into the skates, the skate things. I just couldn't skate. So it was uh, you know, the same style of videos though. Yeah. On, on the, on the wholesome note uh, from the article I read, uh, I apologize <laughs> that I do not recall, uh, the publication it was online uh yeah I'm sure you guys can find it man just google spider dobrovsky yeah it's Car paparazzi uh but there's a part where they quote your mom in it yeah and they said like a uh, cnn called and they're like yeah we'd like to talk to spider dobrovsky and she's like uh yeah i'm his mom and they were like yeah. what <laughs> yeah that was, like, that was wild they must have like not thought you were a kid dude yeah i was at school yeah i know i was, I was in middle <laughs> school <laughs> no they had no idea yeah no she still likes to tell that story because it's so funny like they just couldn't conceive of the idea of like these videos and someone like you know tracking cars and like they would be tracked all the way down through beverly hills like usually on like almost a mile and that was because we were literally running the mile like so i would chase after every block to keep getting footage and footage so it looked like we had like a you know, yeah. on every block, you know, filming it, but it was just like pure passion. Like just kids just loved yeah. cars so much that wanted to get like every angle. Yeah. But, and, and additionally, it seems like you had like a uh, cinematography in your blood, man, but it's like, it's that, it's that filming aspect, man. Like that's that. Totally. And that's what translated is. I was like, it was, it, it, when it wasn't just the cars, it was like getting the right video, the right angle. When they would come, I would like, want the light to be good and like to get a good pan, you know? And it was like, yeah, it was like the early like understandings of like framing and, and composition and um, with a little bit of like the docu style. Cause it was like the live, like, like, Oh shit. Like, you know, national geographically it's a, it's like the rare wolf, you know? So it had that like, you know, car spotting element mixed in with like filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So hey, let's, uh, yeah, let's go back to surfing for once. So, Okay, here's the deal, man. Like, I live, I, I live in Nashville, man. I'm, I'm landlocked. Surfing yeah. to me is just like, it's a luxury because I have to go to a place I don't live. I have to borrow a surfboard or you know, find a way to get yeah. someone. You know, I, I guess, I guess that. you could, I guess you could rent them to some places. You know, yeah. I, I, I hope so. I don't know. You uh, can, but the boards you can usually rent are not great, and then you, it's you need to like kind of tailor a board to your 
to your height, your weight, your, you know, your, your level of balance. So it's, it's hard with rental kind of boards. We had the, man, the wild, I don't want to go too deep into this. This has got discussed like when this podcast first got launched with some of my friends. Uh, yeah. When I, the first time I ever went to Hawaii, I was 18, like could barely, like barely afford to be out there. I was staying on a friend's couch. Uh, I, I knew an older dude and he was like, yo, you stay on the couch. Yo, I know these girls that surf. They gave us a surfboard and my homies fucking put it like on a car. We were borrowing a car and borrowing a surfboard and the surf and they didn't strap it. And the surfboard flew off the top of the car in the middle of the freeway. And these dudes had to like run in, like run across traffic in the freeway to get the surfboard back. And, uh, yo, shout out, man. I can't believe it. I can't believe I remember this to this day. Shout out Kimo's surf shop in Honolulu. Cause that dude, like, we fucked their surfboard up because it fell off a car on a freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that dude put it back together like you couldn't even tell. Like you couldn't he even put tell. It together. It oh. was it, like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, here's my question, man. Um, all right, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a three part question actually. Surfing. All right, hobby or lifestyle, and are you scared of sharks? I would say it's while it started as a hobby, it's it then transforms into a lifestyle. So if you if you become like for me, like I almost have surfed every day, maybe taking a week week off here and there for like three years straight. So it's like every day. And so you basically have the lifestyle element that I which I think is so great to you, which is just you spend so much time in the ocean learning about the waves and just meeting people and, and, and your wave IQ goes up and your understanding of swells and like your, your fear, your fear tolerance. So for sure, uh, lifestyle, um, and, and like a passion is, you know, passion lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and then I am not afraid of sharks. No, I am afraid of sharks, but I don't, I almost go into a place where I really just don't think about them. So like, as, as much as Jaws is one of my favorite movies, when I got really, really into surfing the last three years, I kind of don't watch that movie anymore. Hell yeah, dude. I, I don't want to think about it. You know what I mean? And uh, But I, I, I did actually have my first shark encounter about a year and a half ago. Um, I was surfing in Santa Monica by myself in like the morning. And um, I'm just sitting there kind of zoning out, sitting on my board. And I see just right in front of me this... <laughs> this... Uh, the, the way it breached was is what it actually came belly up so I could see its belly and its mouth like not oh, gnarly as and, fuck and that. I didn't see it in right so it actually breached and so because of it breaching belly up where it was like white the white belly and the mouth looking at me um it it, it didn't register as a shark at first because you always in your mind expect to see a fin or it, right I saw it yeah. just come like vertical about maybe five and a half feet from me very close i'm just sitting um, sitting on my board and uh it had a fish like a pretty decent sized fish in its mouth that it was just obliterating and blood was squirting out and then finally i realized oh shit that's a shark and i have never paddled and swam so fast in my life and I, if, you, if you're supposed to stay calm i didn't i just booked it and i caught a, the first wave in on my stomach and i got in and it was um it turned out it was a um I think it was a four foot Mako shark okay. um, that was um, 
So I don't know that it was scared the shit out of me. And then I also surfed at a spot up North a few weeks ago for Thanksgiving that I learned that last year at lover's point, someone was attacked by a 20 foot great white shark there. Whoa. But I learned, yeah, this is no, and he lived. And yeah. then there was another attack one week later by the same great white where it bit into someone's boat, like a little um, canoe boat. Um, and some guy decided to tell me that story while I'm out there surfing for the first time. And then I got <laughs> out. What the, you know, yeah, like I, I, I want to, it's hard. hard I want to, I want to, I want to preface uh, everything that I'm about to say with the fact that uh, sharks are like absolutely 100% like a necessary part of the ecosystem. We should not yeah. be afraid of them. You are so much more likely to just die from something the stupidest thing you were likely to die of like eating a cracker wrong, you know, or like, you know, fucking <laughs> doing anything stupid. You know, like I'm just saying like, you know, you really are more likely to die that way than Any a shark getting you. But, uh, I, so I watched jaws way too young, scared yeah. the shit out of me. And I love surfing, but like I said, I'm, I'm a landlocked dude. So I don't like, unlike you, I don't spend enough time in the ocean to, familiarize and get like you know it's like that thing where you're like you're there so much that it gets normal and you kind of forget about it so every yeah, time yeah. i do surf it's like it's it's not even on the back of my mind it's like in the middle of my mind and yeah. part of it is like so i went to college uh with a couple of dudes or brothers and they're not surfers they're uh they were fishing this is over over in florida where florida. there's a lot of shark attacks over there and uh, he was sir he was fishing on a sandbar and a shark came and just took his leg off, like just one clean bite. And the story is uh, just a couple of dudes I went to college with. I'm not I'm not good friends with them. No longer in touch. I just remember like Wait, you know, these... one of their one of them got their leg bit off by a shark. One at, fishing at, at the hip at the hip took his leg off at the hip, had the leg. His brother was gnarly as fuck. I mean, so these so these are all a bunch of dudes I worked with. They were friends with these guys. And like we all went to we were all like going to college together. It's, it's like. Man, I at this point in my life, I I can't shut these guys even out because I can't remember their names. But yeah, you know, I, I swear this is a true fucking story. Uh, and the brother, uh, the one that didn't get bit, swam after the fucking shark, got the leg back because the shark, I guess, didn't really want to eat it because you know that's how they are. They like they don't really yeah. want to eat us. Swam his brother back into shore, brought the leg back. The leg was, of course, not reattached. Uh, <laughs> you can't reattach those things. <laughs> Uh, that dude had like the most amazing prosthetic though. I had like I had seen that dude walking around for like months. Never knew he had a, a prosthetic leg all the way up to the hip. So, dude, pretty, that, pretty incredible what they can do. I mean, that must have been a fucking like really like a big nasty shark. Like to like, like uh, slice off a whole leg. Yeah, it's like um that that surfer girl like uh, uh, Bethany Hamilton or whatever. Oh hell yeah! Have you ever seen her movie? Uh, yeah. yeah, her movie is so cool. The thing is, I I I knew what was gonna happen, but I still got scared. I'm scared of sharks. <laughs> I the same way watching it, it's like, um, and and it's crazy because like, I mean, like, like you said too. At the end of the day, like I looked it up, like people, more people die of cows every year than sharks. Yeah, that's like, crazy. <laughs> cows tipping over on people is like forty people a year, and sharks is like three to four. Yeah, it's not much. No, it's like really not a lot at all. It's just the the way that sharks kill people is just so fucking gnarly that it's like so foreign. It's so alien, it's, man. So hey. it's like a 
monster. It's like a monster. Like it's movie. like a monster. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. So they become the like boogeyman of the of the ocean. But if you think about it, like they're like it almost doesn't happen. If if we're talking about five or four people, it's like three to four people, and then usually one or two people live. That's like in the whole entire U.S. Like that's really not a lot. Here's a question. <laughs> Although getting eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Although getting eaten by a great white shark would be a really scary way to die, do you think it's probably also the coolest way to die? I think the coolest way to die is to go um in a rocket ship and get like sucked into a black hole. But how would we know that you actually died if you because like doesn't time like just start to that's, like, distort and like that's why it's I mean I love those movies like that's why like a black hole is so scary because it's like no one knows what goes on in there. Yeah, dude, it could it could suck or it could be awesome. Yeah, or you like come back into like a different time period. Yeah, great yeah. white. Oh, gosh, so gnarly. That Shallows movie was scary too. Did you see that one? Was oh, that the with Shallow. uh Blake Lively? That's the one yeah. with the. No, I didn't see that. No, I mean, I, like I said, dude, I uh, I shy away from the uh, the shark attack. <laughs> the shark attack films because I truly enjoy getting in the ocean, man. I truly enjoy, yeah, especially getting have, on a surfboard, man. You don't want to have that experience ruined, you know, I just don't want to think about it any more than I have to. And like, <laughs> all right, last time I went surfing, which at this point is getting to be like, sadly long ago, you know, it's, it's more, it's more than a couple of years now. Uh, like someone said something to me before I went out in the water and they're like, Hey, I mean, watch out for sharks. And I was like, okay, yeah, fuck you. Huh? Yeah. They're like, they're, they're like, but I was, I was in uh, North Shore and they're like, no, but you know, they're down there. They're in there. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> Cause that's true. <laughs> they are definitely in there and they're down there. They're, they're no. everywhere. It's their, it's their habitat. <laughs> yeah. They live in the ocean. Yeah. I, I, those people piss me off when people say that stuff for it's like, I don't want to think about that. Like, yeah, man. You know, yeah, man. Like that's Someone like if uh, <laughs> uh, I, man, I know you like um, you write, you direct, you act, or I'm sorry, yeah, you yeah. write, direct, and all that. But like, do, do have you ever acted? Do you ever do any acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some acting. Um, I I really like it, but I only like to act if there's like a part I think I I could actually do and I think is interesting versus just like, you know what I mean? Like, I just I I look at it the same way that I would direct something is yeah. that I really try to like. Um, cast people very specifically and um i never try to force anyone into my films like i never i never go for that forcing because i did that early with some of my shorts and it just it um it really takes you away from what you're trying to do with your story when you miscast yeah because it brings all these weird variables in that you didn't plan on yeah so if i when i do some acting and stuff i really um I, I try the same way, I, like because it's I, I guess at, for me as like acting, it's not it's not like a thing that I really want to do. So I feel that I only do stuff that I actually really want to do because I'm not thinking about it from like a career a career standpoint. And so I, it always comes down to just like a character where I feel like I actually can do something with that or and or be believable in it, where it's like. Hey, sorry, man. I'm not gonna play a scientist in your movie. I'm no one's gonna buy me as a fucking scientist. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, but have you like? So I guess, I guess my real question is like, have you ever done like live performance? Like, have you ever been like, like live stuff? Oh, like, no. like in a play or a, a band? 
only in only in school like out of like being forced to like doing something oh like yeah that, that doesn't count i guess yeah if you're, for, if you're if you're forced to do it it doesn't even matter if someone like <laughs> no the live stuff oh my gosh i mean um it's just so scared my my brother um who who uh has been producing this film with me and and um is he's the dp as well he came from that space of like really doing the acting thing he did a bunch of theater um a bunch of stuff where like it was amazing but like he was really trained on on that live stage performance stuff and it was uh he, he was doing it at, like 10 or 11 years old where i was like man that shit is just make too scary for me yeah like it's another yeah. animal like yeah it is yeah it's, it's it's another animal because like when you do like what I do all the time on here and I don't even bother editing it because like, I like to keep it real, man. Like yeah, when, I, when I, when I fuck up my words, Hey, that's fine. But yeah, like in front of a live audience, that's terrifying. It's like, yeah. I, I just know it just from, for me, like, so like I've, it's, it's from music. So I, you know, I've never, I've never been in plays, but you know, I've been in a ton of bands. I've been on a lot of stages in front of a lot of crowds. Oh, there you go. And I, just, I feel like I, the reason we got to this, to this where I'm, I'm not trying to brag. Yo, man, you know, I've been in front of a ton of crowds and a ton of pants. No, what I was trying to say was like, you know, if someone was like, if I was about to walk out on stage, you know, with my band and someone was like, hey, man, a lot of people in the audience out there, they don't like you and they want you to fail. That's the same thing as saying like you're about to go surf and someone's like, hey, man, there's sharks in that water. Like, it's yeah, same, same fucking deal. Same feeling. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and there are people who do that for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, let's let's go into the uh the world of opinion. All right. In your opinion, since since we're on surfing and I'm kind of yeah. really enjoying this topic because Me too. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, man. I envy you. I wish that uh surfing was the thing that I did every day. Uh shit, man. And like, you know, I'm fortunate that I can still skateboard at my age and I'm still good. But yeah, you know, it's it's still not something I can even I can even do that every day just because you know that's life, bro. But uh, <laughs> all right, here's a real question. Uh, in your opinion, what is the best surfing scene in any movie? Ooh, and this is a, this is a loaded question. I know it's no, it up. is a good question too because there is really not a lot of surfing movies period that that are that are like in a caliber of like being like a, a movies that are good yeah uh, and then usually when they're surf scenes it's never usually surfing it's usually like like forgetting sarah marshall where it's some like kook learning how to surf oh i haven't seen so that that's a russell brand right yeah yeah yeah. and it was like mila kunis and it's funny but it's like jason siegel is like learning how to surf and he sucks so it's not like surfing it's like and so a lot of movies have the like teaching people how to surf when they don't know how to surf thing, which yeah. isn't really surfing. You know what I mean? Like that's like the, the, like the, the montage and point break. Yeah. 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 The montage, right? With, with, um, with my, with my favorite line from that movie is when Keanu Reeves goes, I'm fucking surfing. Yeah. <laughs> like, finally, finally gets yeah. it. <laughs> and that, you know what I love about that movie? You'll watch on the footage where there's someone riding a wave. And they go from riding a two foot Malibu wave to like a six foot like overhead <laughs> barreling wave to then they're going backside. Then they're bec they become switch foot. Then they're bo they're bored. You know what I mean? Like it's amazing how many cuts on the wave like are not even possible. It's not the same wave. It's not the same <laughs> surfer. 
Um, and it's and it's funny. The better I got when I first watched the movie, and I didn't really surf, I didn't notice it. And then when I started watching that movie, I'm like, the opening scenes where the guy's surfing, I'm like, dude, this guy's surfing like literally like six to eight foot like barreling hollow wave, and then while riding it, it turns into like a three foot mush ball like in Topanga or something. Um, but I'll say like the yeah, best, dude. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Do you mind if I just interject one thing? Yeah, please, please. And I and I must because uh, uh I please. just the. Uh, the last guest I had on the podcast is an actor and uh, he was raised, his parents are Jamaican and uh, he's from New York though. So he's got like, you know, just a, like an American accent, but he, sure. you know, does a Jamaican accent. Uh, he just got cast. He's in a film right now that's out and uh, he is supposed to be from St. Vincent, which is another Island in the Caribbean, which has mm -hmm. a slightly different accent. And he was talking about like how it was hard, like, you know, to really nail that down, even though like, He's like, you know, most American, like the most American audiences, they're not going to be able to tell the fucking difference. But he's like, to him, he was like, I have to make this right. Like, this has to be yeah. perfect. And he was telling me, he was like, he was saying like uh, in Jamaican, when you say boy, you're like, it's like, it's like, uh, fuck, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to try to do it. But he's like, boy, <laughs> boy, yeah, boy. And then he's like, in St. Vincent, it's like, boy, like you fucking put the Y first. And I was like, yeah, no, like. The reason I totally get that is that I live in what we call the American South, and I'm going to say I don't love it here a lot of the times, but sometimes it's okay. The thing is Southern accents yeah. and Hollywood and casting and the fact that it is not that goddamn hard to find someone who can do a Southern accent, and yet, like, you, you'll get, like, one of the biggest a, a budget, like, like a movie with a like with like a hundred million dollar budget, yep. and they cast someone that's a like a southerner, and they can't do it. They're like they're doing a foghorn leghorn from the fucking like Looney Tunes, you know? Like yeah, 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 I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll, I'll say boy, you know? And it's, uh, it's clownish. It's fucking insane, man. You know that and that. I don't know why because they do a lot of research and other things. It, it's just it's some it's probably some weird shorthand of like not d diving deep enough into it as a thing. Like um, same with like, like just all around like British, like someone's just British, but there's like all these different areas and things. Um, and and yeah. then you have a few movies like Guy Ritchie movies who like, who really understands like, okay, this is like the tougher neighborhood in the, like the, in, in, you know, in London and like, and, and right. And then, but most like studio movies, they just ignored all that stuff. <laughs> generic guy, generic Southern guy, generic, you know, you <laughs> have brought me to, I think probably the pinnacle of what I would say of casting uh, this. It, okay. So this involves Guy Ritchie casting people to have a Southern accent. And why <laughs> would you not, Either just find someone who can do it or train the person to do it. And that is um hey, don't get me wrong. I love Jason Statham. I love man. I love I love, I love all, all those guy rich every guy rich movie with St Jason Statham is so good. Lock stock two smoking barrels, yeah. uh snatch, all that. He made a movie, man. Fortunately, I don't even remember the name because it should be forgettable, where he is yeah. cast uh as he's I think he's supposed to be from Alabama. And they don't let Jason Statham just have his regular accent. And so they have him be a Southerner. And I it I was like, this is like insulting. 
because what because he and what he just couldn't do it well or what um he was unable to uh perform a southern accent to what i think would even be considered like a standard that i think that like someone from kentucky should be able to do gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. well and then sometimes too like you ask yourself like when you when when that's the case like it's such as sometimes better to just have him not play a guy from the south yeah right like just make it so that his character lives in the south now and he's from the uk like don't bother to like right like force that too you know where it just oh man i i can reinforce what you're saying right now i i if you might uh have noticed i am kind of like a a cinephile like a kind of yeah, a movie, movie, yeah, movie totally. fanatic and uh jason statham does he's in another movie with ryan Phillippe. it's called uh chaos he plays mm-hmm. a like long-term like aging detective in the seattle police department so he's He's been a detective in the Seattle Police Department for at least 20 years at this point. He has a strong British accent. They don't address it. They just say, this is Jason fucking Statham, dude. Like, enjoy the movie. And so I did. And that's that's all I'm asking you. Yeah. yeah. Like, just... let... <laughs> it's like Arnold thing, too. You know, it's like yeah. Arnold like is just playing Arnold, like his voice and thing. And he's not like, and he's just that everywhere. Like, total recall, this, that. And then you just, like, ignore the part of the backstory where it's like, well, is he from like Austria? This guy, <laughs> like, no, it's just Austria. right. Like, I think, and I think so simple about that. I didn't mean to get like really this deep into like um this this type of like cinematic question, but you're right with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just uh, he's so enjoyable in films, especially like yeah, you know, like Total Recall, great example. Why is this man that? is on Mars. Why does he have an Austrian accent? Like, or in for any reason, like why, (laughs) but it doesn't matter because he, uh, you know, he brings like this kind of like movie magic. So I don't know. You're the filmmaker, dude. I'm the, uh, I'm the, well, yeah. Well, and, and that's, you know, that's, and that's, I feel like per, um, it depends on the filmmaker. It depends on the role thing. And then like, you'll see movies that sometimes like thrive where it's like, okay, this is like a Mark Wahlberg movie. And then it's like, this is a Mark Wahlberg movie where he's actually playing a great character and he's like transformed. And so it just almost depends. And then, you know, and then some people can make it work and then some people it's distracting. Like sometimes you want your actors to be invisible. And then sometimes you want them to like really be there, you know, themselves. Yeah. And I think, finding that 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 the right project so that you're not like right like if you're watching some sort of movie where the star of the movie is like some some like genre tale like you don't necessarily want the actors to outshine it but if it's like an indie drama with jake gyllenhaal you kind of want jake gyllenhaal to be this the guy you know the main guy all over it right because that's what you're watching it for so it's finding that like that balance of what's the movie i'd love to know if you have you have an opinion on this yeah. Does Jake Gyllenhaal have a, have a bad movie? Um, off the top of your head, I mean, like, don't like, don't Google it. I'm just. <laughs> I, I mean, was, I, I never I, I watched full, but that that desert one, right? Isn't there that desert one? Oh, the the new Guy Ritchie movie he's in. No, 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 no. like the really old. Oh, 
Sahara or is that Matthew McConaughey? That's Matthew McConaughey, dude. Sahara is not a good movie, right? Is Sahara I, a good movie? I can't weigh in on that, man. I, I watched <laughs> it on like a boat and I didn't like it, but that, that was the last time I watched it. Maybe I would like it now. That's not I, Jake. Chan. I had this weird thing. So like I used to like growing up as a teenager, I kind of felt like Jake Gyllenhaal and like uh, uh, Toby McGuire like sucked. I was going to like, yeah. you know, that's that's just me being like a, a kid that was like really into punk rock and like really into yeah, like, yeah, yeah, skateboarding yeah. rap and just like saying like, fuck all these uh, Hollywood type dudes. And yeah. as I've grown older, I've learned to really appreciate Jake Gyllenhaal as a good actor. <laughs> He's a great actor, and he's in like like prisoners in some small roles where he's so good. Like I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say prisoners. I love prisoners. That is one of the most uh, haunting films. Like yeah, bringing that word back. Hit us up in the uh, DMs later. Is prisoners a Thanksgiving film? It, it it takes place on on Thanksgiving, so I guess yeah. That's the it's the is like Die Hard a Christmas movie kind of thing. Dude, I don't know yeah. how we got on Jake Gyllenhaal because we were talking about surfing, and I wanted, to, I wanted to ask, yeah, when you were a, a teenager and you were on Jay Leno, did he ask you like a lot of questions about like shark attacks or like if you were afraid of sharks or? No, yeah, he, he was all he only cared about cars. Jay Leno, that's like his, just, that's his deal, right? That was his deal, and then he took us to his garage after. Like it was sick. Oh, you went to his see. garage after. Yeah, invited us to his garage after. It's like an at, at like Burbank airport airport hangar. And there's like 120 cars, like in like an insane 50 million dollar collection of cars. Well, sadly, we're on a Zoom call, and I can't take you to my um cool ass yeah. uh, driveway. But what do you got I, in the drive? Oh hell yeah, dude! I got a fucking uh, Nissan Frontier pickup truck. Oh yeah. Yes, I do. And I've got a uh, Hyundai um, Elantra. And mm-hmm. on top of that, yeah, I'm not even stopping there, dude. I got a Schwinn bicycle. <laughs> I have uh, I have a Creature skateboard. I also have a... Um, uh, oh, man. What's what's the fucking... I have two skateboards. I can't think of the other uh, board name or company. Fuck. Uh, someone with Mark Johnson. What's Mark Johnson do? Enjoy. I got to enjoy. We got five uh, five vehicles in the, in the garage. I love it. <laughs> Makes me want to get get a new car. I guess what we basically have covered is the fact that I am a better interviewer than um, Jay Leno because I asked you about sharks. So a fact, yes. Going into like let's let's talk about it, man. Let's talk into uh, the brass tags. You yep. sold your first movie at 23, so I assume you've got some pretty good advice on how to sell a script. Uh, what if I stood outside of a movie studio wearing a trench coat? And like every time I saw a guy in a suit, like I pulled open the trench coat and I said, Hey, hey, you want to buy a script? <laughs> Is that a good idea? Is that like how Hollywood works? Or I don't know, I f- man. I, I want to I- learn. I feel like that might work actually. Like, <laughs> I, like that's unique enough that it might work. You want to buy a script? <laughs> I would try. I would give it a try. But you better have a script in that trench coat pocket because if he says yes, you better have something something good. Oh, I do have a good idea, but and uh, <laughs> so, somebody told me like you like you shouldn't like talk about your like thing you're writing, or else you'll stop writing it. That's like some kind of like sage wisdom that I've received from like 
I don't know, like 10 different people. They're like, hey, if you start bragging about the thing you're writing, then you'll stop writing it because you'll just get uh, like serotonin for people thinking that you're cool that you wrote something. I don't know, man. I don't think that stuff's real. I, mean, I don't even think anything's real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, you know, what I do think is real is you have sure. a new movie coming out. All right. Yeah. It is called Down Below. And this is this is a big fucking deal, guys. All right. Uh, what's it about? Who is in it? Is it going to be amazing? Tell me about this movie. It's going to be amazing. We, um, I, I was so cool. Like for me, like working, like getting to work with Eric Roberts as a director was like so. I mean, I was a huge fan. And then, um, getting to this, the cast was like it was a dream for me. Um, because you know I was I'd been a writer for like maybe five years and um. The film we're in post production now, so we're in in the middle of editing. So, right after this, you know, I'm kind of looking at getting sent cuts and dailies and and footage. Um, uh, we're we're tracking, I think, because of it, it's a kind of like a Christmas horror film. It should be releasing next year, like uh, probably closer to the holidays. Um, and then we're discussing whether that's going to be limited theatrical, uh, Netflix, or for doing like the fake film festival routes it's it's a wild wild west of of uh details um when when it involves in releasing because i'm i'm really just the director you know um and yeah. I, I i wrote the script as well but um it's been a pretty cool journey of just getting to really work with you know some of the actors that i admired and realizing man they're just like us they're just big kids who just love their toys and they love they love it man they just love making movies and and you know it's like you're just on set and you're just like, oh, wow, like this guy cares as much about this character as I do ideas. And like Eric was just one of those guys where I was like, hey, like I, I was like, what if we do this? And then he's like, well, if we do that, like I would do this. And then I'm like, oh, then I would shoot it this way. And then it's just like, bam, 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 bam. And then all of a sudden we have this great moment that came out of just like. Just legend, man, they're, they're legends yeah. for that's That's what I learned is they're legends for a reason, because they're just. They're so quick and good and witty, man. So that's uh, it's been a really fun experience, and I'm excited to drop a trailer soon. And um, I think they're gonna do some sort of press stuff about the, the the what the story is and all that stuff with like a trailer. It's and, and, and you you wrote this too, right? Like this is this is your I wrote it. This is your script. Yeah, it's an your original script and your direction, man. That must feel yeah. fucking good, dude. Like. It's fun. Well, it's cool because you know that like the actors signed on because of the the script, so that in a way they already trust me. Um, where it's like when we're we're talking, it's like oh we're on the same page about like the material, and from that, we just go deep on like how do we bring it to life in the best way possible. And and I I'm happy to admit, I think when I've done my job with casting there's not that much I need to do with the actors. Like they already become the part. And then I'm just trying to like guide them to water about the story, you know, where it's like, Oh, we need to make a bigger moment on this line because this line is like the plot twist, man. I cannot like not do a pun. It's yeah. when you said guide to water, uh, yeah, guide to water. <laughs> you have a, you have an actor in the film too. Uh, that's uh shape of water, right? Oh yeah. Doug Jones. Doug Jones, my namesake. Yes. My name's Doug too. So like I feel I, like we would probably get along. Doug has like been in every movie you've ever seen with like get, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. 
um, and like all the big monster movies. He was like, he's like a very like famous horror icon who like portrays all these different creatures and monsters. And then you meet him and he's like the sweetest, nicest guy ever. And I was like, man, like he lets me call him Dougie. I'm like, Dougie, dude, you're like, he lets you call him Dougie. Do you, yeah. do you have any fucking idea yeah. what <laughs> level of, so my name is Doug as well, as you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to call me Dougie, the level of familiarity with me you need to have and the level of tolerance I need to have with you fucking with me and calling me so that it's a vulnerable name, huh? Un unbelievable. So you're telling me, you're telling me Doug Jones lets you call him Dougie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I, wow. Oh my God. I, I I was in a serious relationship with a woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she persisted to call me Dougie. And I, you know, I might point out to that as the uh, main reason we <laughs> broke up, man. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! It's yeah. It's a yeah. uh, it's see the thing about so the name is Douglas, and the yes. the the diminutive is Doug. And Dougie, man, I just feel like I just can't fuck with it, dude. Yeah. I, well, here, I, actually, this is this is actually really, a, you know, it's a very, very complex subject. Because every job I've ever had, my nickname has become Dougie Fresh, which I'm yep. cool with. Because Dougie Fresh is, like, fucking amazing and awesome. Yeah. But something about just Dougie alone. Like, if, you, if you're not going to say fresh after it, I feel, I feel insulted. Dougie Fresh. <laughs> But with, with just Dougie on its own, it's no fly zone. I mean, I, I assume like your name is Spider. So I mean yeah. like you get plenty of fucking shit well, through your life. My, my first name is Mick, and it's it's a little similar. Like um it's like Mick with an M. And your name is just Mick? Like no diminutive? Yeah. Like just no oh. yeah. just that. Like Mick Spider. Spider is why my middle name. And basically I went by Mick for a little while when I was like like up until like fifth or sixth grade, and then I was like in middle school, I was like spider through high school. And then there are people who sometimes insist on like calling me Mick just because they find out like new people. Oh yeah. It, 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 it's Ooh, the no, same. thank you. You're talking about Dougie where it's like, it's uh something that I can't even my most like, like close people in my life. Don't call me Mick. Even my parents when they're pissed at me, don't call me Mick in order for someone to call me Mick. And for me to like feel like not weird about it you just ha would have it would have to be such a specific person that i was just like like a girlfriend or somewhere i'm like okay somehow you've managed to like get to do that but like yeah it's like it's weird it's weird because it's just not not something that i go by and so it's but it is my name too so it's like i imagine it's your thing it's like the dougie thing it's like well, because it's not, it's because it's like, while it's your name, like in terms of like a legal thing, it doesn't, it's not you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you don't really identify with it. So there's a level of like, yeah, it's like some sort of alien thing calling it. Yeah. For me, it's like some sort of like government entity is calling me Mick, like Mick, your taxes are due or whatever, you know, it's like. Or like, you know, it's like, it's like being weird to someone about their name. Like what if like this entire podcast, if I had only called you Mr. Dabrowski? The entire yeah, fucking time. And I would just like was just refused to use your first name. And I'm just like, no, uh, Mr. Dabrowski. 
<laughs> are you afraid of getting eaten by a shark? And if so, which kind of shark would you like to be eaten by? I don't, I don't <laughs> like that either. Like, I can't imagine ever wanting to go by Mr. Dabrowski in any capacity. Dude, and I am literally repelled by the idea of going by the name Mr. McDonald. And I'm horrified <laughs> by my current future now that I have a son. That means yeah. I'm going to have to go to a school and I'm going to have to like deal with strangers and they're going to call me Mr. McDonald, which bothers me on multiple. First of all, I think that the McDonald's corporation is like a really bad thing. They're burning <laughs> it on the rainforest and shit. Yeah, yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like, you know, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, call, call me Dougie. Just, just call me Dougie. <laughs> For Dougie over Mr. McDonald. <laughs> yeah, um, nah, they both suck. <laughs> all right so bam, back to the movie i'm sorry okay. I, I i got us off track and that's entirely my fault oh and also i lost my notes so whatever it doesn't matter uh we, don't we are getting dangerously close to the lightning round spider Oops. i have to tell you how the lightning round works it's almost as horrifying as jaws but way less horrifying than jaws and uh, basically what I do is I ask you a series of questions very quick. You have no time to think, gut reactions only, and um, that's how it is. It's not cerebral. It is entirely just blah. This is written Love by it. co-producer Colleen. Oh, you got a good one. You got an easy one. It's a Mad Lib. And as a writer, I think you'll do very well. Oh, man. Pressure's on. I'm going to blow it. So it's a Mad Lib. You know, it's an adjective, noun, you know, bullshit like that. <clears throat> I don't, I don't even remember what those things are, but bring it on. I'm going to blow it. I am so <laughs> stoked that we talked about the ship flyer before this. This is called The Shape of... Dot, dot, dot. A Mad Lib Story by co-producer Colleen, co-written by Spider Dabrowski. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, how, how does this Mad Lib thing work again? I say, for instance, animal. And then you say an animal. I, okay. I just drop it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Easy. Animal. Pig. <laughs> That's a good one. Liquid. Diet Coke. <laughs> uh, same liquid as well. Oh, hobby. Sorry. Paddle tennis. Paddle tennis? Is that like pickleball? <laughs> I was thinking about pickleball, and then I said paddle tennis. I think that's like a, a different name for ping pong or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. U.S. state. Uh, Alaska. The, the <laughs> final frontier. Uh, same animal as before. What would we say? Oh, pig. Yay. Pig. Uh, body part. Toe. Toe. <laughs> <laughs> <One> toe. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like, so, I, lo I love how she like does these mad libs. Ailment. Runny nose. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I actually suffer from that ailment myself. Wait. Runny. <laughs> No, <laughs> give me a moment. I, I'm sorry. I have to like I have to write these in by pen on paper. We're like we are we are in the 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 1990s again here. All right, cause of death, shark attack. Hell yeah, dude! Bring it back. Adjective. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's the problem is that I'm a writer, but I'm really not that great with like the um vo vocabulary terms. If you ask me now, now adjective. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Everyone feels put on the spot. Do not feel like you're like alone in this. What are adjectives again? Uh, like, uh, descriptive terms, uh, colors, smells, uh, white, 
Is spicy cold, an adjective? Cold, spicy. Yep. Great. Spicy. <laughs> adjective. Another one. Um, mm-hmm. Slippery. That's a really good one. Spicy. Na- noun. Okay, that's a person, place, or thing. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Okay, give me one second here. It's a <laughs> long like... thing to write. <laughs> I'm actually uh, a lot of this is. The fact that you chose pig for animal has like filled in like half this fucking thing. All right. Same liquid as before. What did you say before? What was the, the liquid you said? Coke. Oh, Diet Coke. Duh. Okay. <clears throat> Adverb. What's that one again? Like uh, quickly, uh, speedily, slowly, ang- angrily? No. It's something with illy. Um, you're just, you're like you're just describing a verb. So he frantic. speedily ran. He's quickly peed. What? <laughs> Frantically? Frantically, yeah, that's one. Adverbs, man. My... <laughs> it killed me. We no, that's... we yeah, we we go hard up on this fucking podcast on like testing you on like eighth yeah. grade. Yeah. <laughs> Number. You're like, oh yeah, you're a writer. You get this. I'm like, man, I'm a screenwriter. I ain't, I ain't no, ink, I ain't no uh, vocab writer. I, I got plenty of uh, terrible grammar errors in my script. Trust, dude, every single time I've ever done a Mad Level here, no matter what, people would go like, when I say ad- adjective, they go, fuck. <laughs> like, like, like nine times out of ten, when someone says, when I say ad- adjective, they say fuck. Uh, yeah. Anyway, last one, uh, number fifty one. Hell yeah. Area right. 51, bitches. Area 51 Let's hear it, guys. <clears throat> Check it out, dude. This could be your next movie. I don't know. We'll find out. This the Shape of... Dot, dot, dot. A Mad Lib Story by, co- by co-producer Colleen. Co-written by Spider Dabrowski. Read by your favorite narrator, Dougie... Doug. Doug, Dougie McDonaldy. Dougie McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time... There was a pig person <laughs> who lived in Diet Coke. He was very happy and loved to paddle tennis in the Diet Coke all day long. But one day, some scientists kidnapped him and took him to a laboratory in Alaska. The scientists wanted to study the pig person because they believed his toe produced a powerful serum that could cure runny noses and save people from shark attacks. But one night, a lady who worked in the lab was finishing an experiment and locked eyes with the pig person. They instantly fell in love. She had never felt someone was so spicy. She had (laughs) never thought anyone was so slippery. She found uh, Abraham Lincoln and used it to smash open the pig person's cage. <laughs> Diet Coke spilled everywhere, but luckily the lab had no security cameras, so they were able to escape and live frantically for the next 51 years. The <laughs> end. I will say the lab in Alaska part actually was a good, like, <laughs> That actually, I was like, that actually is a good like movie visual. And Abraham Lincoln, it, it reminded me of like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, where he comes in and he's like breaking the cage down. Underrated film. All right, Spider Man, uh, you have been. Uh, Dude, this was. You've been, you, 
you've been so kind to put up with me and the kind of person I am and how I interview. But before you go, I have one last question to ask you. It's the most yeah. important question of the day. Uh, how can people find you, follow you, and you know, check out your films, things you've already done, and things that are to come? Hmm. Um, well, I'm on the I'm on all the uh, all the social medias um, with my name Spider S P Y D E R D O B R O. And then the main thing to look out for is this this movie and the trailer, um, which I think will be it'll be all over YouTube and Deadline and Variety and all that stuff. But um, yeah, man, this movie is it's uh, I put a lot of my my life into this thing, so I'm I'm very very excited to share this thing with uh, with you and uh, everyone. It's uh, it's been a labor of love and and uh, it's just like filming cars, man. It's the same it's the same joy I get as running after Bugatti Byron on San Vicente, you know. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Spider, it has been Thanks. an absolute pleasure. Thanks for being on the show, bro. It was a blast. And I'm gonna now try not to think about sharks tomorrow when I surf. We got we got good <laughs> we got good swell here in in LA for the next few days too. Uh look, just remember there's like uh almost like a no chance that it'll happen. And also sure. if it did, it's the coolest way to die. It is. And it's and then in my last story, I was like talking about it all about it and then it happened it's like a final destination 